my name is Juliet Chuma Ndianiku and welcome to today's episode of Five Minutes with an Agro Expert. So today we have Dr. Olumide Ogunbanjo as our guest. So thank you very much for joining me today, Dr. Ogunbanjo. It's a great pleasure to have you. Thank you, Juliet. My name is Olumide Ogunbanjo. I'm an agroecologist and a GIS analyst. Uh, what we do is we deploy modern technology, specifically geo-information system and remote sensing to upscale tropical farming. Thank you. Okay, thank you very much, sir. So um, the name of Dr. Gubanjo's company is AgroData. Yes, so let me put that in into what he had already said. Okay, so my first question goes to us. So looking at your portfolio, you have an ample experience with GIS slash RS. Please, can you briefly explain what GIS slash RS is all about? Thank you very much. Uh, GIS is just the abbreviation for Geo-Information System, or what other people call Geographic Information Science. And RS is a short form for remote sensing. They go hand in hand. Uh, Geo-Information System, um, it's a concept, it's a, a modern science in which we use satellite technology um, to understand things on the heart. You have GIS being very useful in GPS system, global positioning system, which is used by, commonly used these days by Uber, uh, Taxify, and all this stuff. Even on your phone, you could see location coming, Google Heart location and stuff like that. These are GIS applications. The remote sensing actually from the word remote means you could sense a lot of things on the planet heart remotely without being there. And what we do, for example, in application, apply, applying it to uh, farming, for example, is that I could be in a pardon where I'm based now and remotely sense information on a farm in Kaduna or in Bauchi, maybe soil profile, maybe plant system, what is happening there. So geo-information systems and remote sensing go hand in hand. And it's a form of modern science, a modern technology, which aim to help us uh, live better. Okay, thank you so much for that. Yes, yeah, so my next question is this. Since GIS slash RS drones and AI can be used in small holding farms, kindly explain what drones and AI are Mean. Thank you very much. It, it's, it's a broad concept. We, we all know them as modern technologies, GIS, remote sensing, RS, uh, AI is artificial intelligence, and drones are just these uh, unmanned area vehicles, what people call bees in some other concepts. They are uh, they're used commonly now if you go to locations as um, in, in, in place of photography. Uh, people insert cameras on the drones and put it to fly and you hear some sound like bees. That's why they call them bees. So they take area photography, they take a lot of things in movies. They are being used now in Hollywood films and a lot of other applications. Now coming to Agric, uh, for my company in AgroData, we actually focus on small olden farmers. And um, we can use all this modern tech in large corporations, large farms without much hassle because they could afford it. Uh, to be very sincere, uh, GIS, RS, ML, machine learning, and all these stuff are uh, a bit on the high side. They're expensive. But for my company, we focus on looking at how we can apply these technologies to smallholder farmers, knowing that in this part of the world where we are, smallholder farmers actually contribute more than 60% to what we eat or what we consume in the urban areas. Most of these foods are from the low, 
rural areas where we have people with two acres, three acres, four acres of land. So this can be used. Our model of operation in agrodata is to look at the farmer as our beneficiary. So we actually deploy this as a solution, not as a concept. For example, what we've done, uh, we've been able to use GIS and uh, remote sensing to map the honeybees in Oyo State. Uh, we've been able to know the locations and the concentrations of these bees in these areas. And we set up to understand the value chain of beekeeping and honey production. And we set up a concept called the Bee Agri-Food Solution, in which we empower smallholder farmers, crop farmers, by giving them beehives, smart beehives to call it. And we don't turn them to become beekeepers in per se, but they become passive beekeepers, keeping bees on their farm, which actually help them to stabilize their ecosystem uh, reduce chemical usage and pollinate because the bees will pollinate the crops they are planting. In other words, we can deploy this modern technology to smallholder farmings in a model in which the farmers don't need to pay for it directly, if you understand what I'm trying to explain. Yeah. Because if you want to take a drone, for example, now, a drone can be used, for example, in a fertilizer application in mapping the farm and knowing the area coverage on the farm, it's going to be too expensive for even 10 farmers to collectively come together. Or if you have a concept, a solution in which you are deploying in that area, uh, for example, you can use GIS and water level irrigation. You want to do irrigation in large scale for a community. Maybe a politician wants to drill a borehole in an area and we are involved. We could actually use GIS to know the best location so that it will benefit the community for drinking water and also benefit the farmers so that they can use it to irrigate their crop. Instead of just citing it in the town center and making it the way everybody does it, you understand what I mean? These um, technologies can be used in such a way that it helps us to take better decisions, better understanding of what is happening. There are a lot of things going on currently that people are doing without knowing uh, more details, which we need artificial intelligence for. In automation, for example, you can use it to understand how plants react, plant diseases, detecting the pest and disease earlier before it becomes a menace. So these are the applications of modern technology. Okay, thank you very much. That, I think that is extensive enough. Yes, so um, my next question is this. I feel like you, you've actually talked about this, but let's go a little bit more detailed about it. So GIS slash RS, drones and AI, how can these three components be used in small holding farms? I mentioned it in person. Let's be more specific now. If you take drones, for example, I mentioned using it in fertilizer application, you can use it in area mapping. There's a lot of applications which are a bit tech. When I say tech, they are still high because we look at um, countries like US and the European countries where what they are doing with their farming, with their farmlands and their farming technologies. But we, we can easily adapt to our own localities, but it's stage by stage. A lot of other companies are doing this, maybe on consultancy basis, which means it's only the big players that could afford it. But for us, we are looking at the small scale farmers. We are not an NGO anyway, but we look at making it a solution and getting a product out of it. So looking at remote sensing, I mentioned soil profiling the other time. There's a lot of things you could do on a large scale. Looking at smallholder farmers in the whole of Southwest of Nigeria, you could do a mapping within just one day 
or even half of a day, two, three hours, providing solutions to all their lands, looking at the area coverage collectively and doing a mapping, looking at the soil level, soil moisture, soil profile, just with just one button on the press of the system. This is what will take maybe months and uh, maybe half of the year if you have to go physically taking the soil sample one by one from one farm to the other. Remote sensing can actually do everything within a button. Each farm will come out on its own because you will have their own GPS location for each farmer. You, each farmer will send his own location or our staff will be there uh, to do the uh, GPS location ahead of those of, of the time. So it brings in effectiveness uh, into operation. And looking at GIS, there is a lot of applications. For example, pest and disease detection. There's a time in Nigeria when tomato problem. Absolute came into this this can be detected ahead of time. If you see the way GIS is being used in the US, for example, in Australia, for example, when they know there's going to be cyclone or cyclone or when there's going to be something that is climatic, a climatic misarm or something like that, they can pick it up ahead of time. Okay, let's look at this example in we all watch news and we get to the point in which we bring out the climatologist and we'll be talking about there's going to be rainfall, there's going to these are GIS applications because you can use stuff which are fixed in the, in, in the space to detect. It, it doesn't actually give you 100% assurance, but you will know the likelihood, there's a probability to it. Using these technologies doesn't give you 100% assurance, but you are guided. Instead of just going into farming without actually knowing which part of or your state or own state to, can I plant cowpea? Which part of Nigeria do I need to do millet? People don't even know wheat is grown in Nigeria. Which part of Nigeria do I need to grow wheat? If you go on Google, you see a lot of information, but these are not geo-based. So our solution is to bring in geo-based information, which give you specific areas, the requirements in those areas, and um, what other details you need. Another good example is a, a city where, where we work, uh, the town where we work, which is called Isain. Isain have a geo climatic conditions similar as the north. That's why you see a lot of Fulani people there, a lot of cattle there. Trypanomyosis doesn't affect cattle in the same. So these are climatic conditions that agriculturists or people that are interested in farming need to know. And it can only come by you using this technology. Okay. Thank you very much. question which will be my last question is this how can young people looking to venture into agriculture tap into the opportunities that exist in the use of the gis slash drones and ai in agriculture how can they tap into it i would like to answer this question by mentioning the word fintech uh, you know the space we are talking about is agri-tech yes, now exactly. look at what technology has done to finance with the fintech the all packer tech of this world the the old credit credit alert system, people can borrow money on just using the phone. Uh, you can do a lot of transfer using the USSD code. You can do mobile banking. See what FinTech has done, uh, what technology has done by combining finance with technology. This is exactly what technology can do with agriculture. And this is the space of agri-tech. I tell people, especially young people studying agriculture, that the future is brighter. There's a lot of things you could do now. Uh, it doesn't have to be through the four walls 
campus of the University of Polytechnic. It could be by skill acquisition. Most of these things are not actually what you need to do a lot of BSc, a lot of HND and reading and reading. They are like um, crafts. They are, they are skills. They are skill sets that you need to learn. You could do a lot of things on Coursera. You could do a lot of things online, which are actually free. AI is being taught freely now on Coursera. Machine learning is being taught freely through Microsoft. You could learn all these things and start applying it to your own area, especially in agriculture. We all know agriculture have different aspects. The livestock, the crop, the guys in protection, the guys in agronomy. So you could now probably study the science as you say. I mean, when you're studying AI, for example, nobody is going to tell you uh, study AI for Greek specifically first. You have to study AI generally. You have to know machine learning generally. Then you now find a way of adapting it to your own field or to your own specializations. So the future is very bright. There's a lot of things coming into the Greek space. Just look at what technology has done to finance. A lot of people will not be able to do banking before unless you go to the bank. But with modern tech now, with just the phone, with the Google app, with a lot of things, you can do a lot of with the bank. And the bank actually, the finance industry actually imagined to it because it helped them to grow their customer base, help them to do their things easily. Tech brings them faster solutions, it brings effectiveness, it brings a lot of things. Imagine what we could do with the phone. A lot of people don't even go to the bank. Look at what's happening with COVID-19. You want to avoid the queues in the bank, you want to avoid going to the bank, but you could do a lot of things. Just transfer your money from one account, get paid, e-commerce, and the stops. So for the young generation coming behind us, I think this is a very good thing. And it will encourage people also to come into agriculture because very soon now you see courses coming in that will be very, like my friend Oli call it's very sexy and very romantic because it sounds very nice. It's the agroecology. When I mention my I'm, I'm agroecologist, people wonder what is agroecology. It's just the application of agriculture culture with, uh, with climatology and knowing what is happening. So I think for the younger generation, this is the time to actually invest in agriculture and show interest in agriculture because you can apply technology to make agriculture uh, more sustainable. Hey, thank you so very much for your time, sir. Um, it's been a very extensive response that you've been giving to all the questions that I have asked so far and I sincerely do not take this for granted. Thank you so very much for joining us today. And to everyone listening, we would actually love to get your feedback once you listen to this. Yes, you can send us a mail, or maybe when you have questions, you can send us a mail to ask your questions. Then we'll get back to Dr. Olamidi. So, Doctor, I believe that the next time when we'll be needing you to come on this show the podcast so you will be willing to respond to us very very much okay 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 thank you so very much sir thank you so very much everybody yeah and this is officially the end of this podcast series um until next time when i'll be seeing you guys bye Thank you.